Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming here live from the Rocket Mortgage Studio. Need to know what it takes for you to find a home that fits both your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, we're rocketing down to Big D, as a matter of fact. From time to time, we lump, like to jump into towns. They're having a ton of fun with their sports teams. That's certainly the case down in the Lone Star State. Here from 105.3, the fan in Dallas, host and Mavs reporter uh, Kevin Gray joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Things going okay down there in Dallas these days, huh, Kev? Yeah, not too bad these days. The Stars, the Mavericks, the Cowboys in the middle of Rookie minicamp, the Rangers got a nice new squad in terms of guys like Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. It's a, it's a fun time to be a fan in the, in the Metroplex these days. Very much so. Now, that could all change in the next 24 hours because you got two huge <laughs> games coming up in the NBA and the NHL. Either the madness will continue or it'll be cut in half. Let's start there with both your hoops and your hockey team. First up, the Mavs. Man, did they put a beating on the uh, the other. Uh, yeah. Talk about a blowout. This has been a great series back and forth between the two teams. But they came out, jumped to an early lead, never let the Suns in the game. Would they do that much different or that much better in game number six than the first five games of this series? Well, much like games three and four, in game six, the defense came to play, and they had 16 steals in game six. Devin Booker was being guarded by Reggie Bullock, which was a slight difference than we've seen in the several games leading up to game six. And the Mavericks were able to make shots. And when this team makes shots, they're extremely good. But their calling card this season has been on the defensive end. And they held the Suns to a season low, 86 points in game six. And if that defense can travel with them to Phoenix for Sunday, they're going to give themselves a good shot to walk out of Phoenix with a surprise game seven win. But They've got to be able to consistently make shots throughout the course of Game 7, but more importantly, defensively, they've got to be able to take what they did in Games 3 and 4 and 6 and make that come true in Game 7 on Sunday night. You talked about shot-making, and we know uh, Luka is the man, and Jalen Brunson, when Luka missed time, stepped in. The Mavs didn't miss much of a beat. But for me, the guy who's been the difference maker, not the best player, but the guy who, when he's going well, the Mavs look good. When he's not, they look like they're a little short, has been Dorian Finney-Smith. He's had some amazing shooting games in this series, more so at home than on the road. And this game's going to be in Phoenix. That's an old NBA axiom, and damn if doesn't hold water. Your role players play better at home. Dorian Finney-Smith, maybe a slightly more than a role player. How important is his three-point shooting in tomorrow's Game 7? 
He's extremely important because when he gets going from the three-point line, we've seen earlier in this series he made eight threes in a game as far as this series is concerned. And what he does on both ends of the floor is invaluable for this Mavericks team. And he'll have to be at his best. I expect him to play 40-plus minutes in this game, barring staying out of foul trouble, which we've seen in the games in Phoenix. Guys like Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, getting into early foul trouble kind of takes them out of their rhythm. But for Dorian, if he's able to remain out of foul trouble, get some confidence early, knocking down some outside shots, and we know what kind of defensive player that he is with his perimeter defense, he could have a huge say in how the Mavericks play on Sunday night. He is extremely important. One of their X factors going into Game 7, his play is extremely important for the Mavericks and what they like to do offensively and defensively against the Suns. Understood. And uh, I saw one of your tweets about uh, Luca. that, remember last year, he played in the Game 7 on the road, played pretty damn well as well. He's one of those guys whose games travel, and he's been uh, his usual uh, star self in this series, averaging over 31 points a game. How how does he respond to challenges? I think I know your answer, but I want you to give it to me. How does he stand up in the biggest of Klieg lights? He shows up in the biggest moments when the lights are brightest and the stage is the biggest. You know, you mentioned last year, Game 7, on the road against the Clippers. He drops 46 points, 14 assists, <laughs> 7 rebounds, scored or assisted on 77 of the points that the Mavericks had, which was an NBA record for a Game 7. He shows up in the biggest moments, and you saw in the elimination game in Game 6 how big he played. That kind of game will need to come with him to Phoenix. Hopefully he won't have to put forth the Herculean effort that he did last year against the Clippers because hopefully there's a little bit more balance with guys like Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, who's had a breakout NBA playoffs this year. Those guys will need to come with him to make sure that he doesn't have to have the monster-type game to just keep him in it that will allow him to be effective on both ends of the floor. You saw in Game 6, he even played well defensively, had four steals in Game 6. So when he's locked in on both ends of the floor and they feed off of his energy, this is a different Mavericks team. They'll need to show up again in the biggest moments of Game 7 for them to have a chance to walk out of Phoenix with a win. You mentioned the Dallas defense, and one place that they really have turned it up is against Chris Paul. Key guy for Phoenix has had three very subpar games the last three games in this series. What are they doing that's taking Chris Paul out of his game? They're trying to bother him with length and physicality. You know, you've seen different bodies thrown on him, whether it's Dorian Finney-Smith, whether it's Reggie Bullock, Frank Nilakina, they throw multiple bodies, different types of bodies at him to try and get him out of rhythm. And over his last four games, only averaging nine points per game, six assists, but nearly five turnovers in the last four games. So trying to pick him up full court, trying to bother him with length and quickness to try and force him out of his actions early to be able to kind of cause some disruption for him in terms of his timing. They've done a really good job of that over the last four or five games. They'll need to continue to do that to try and slow down Chris Paul because if you cut off that head of the snake when it comes to Phoenix and Chris Paul, the way that he's the floor general and runs things for the Suns, you're going to give yourself a good shot at beating Phoenix. They have to do the same thing that they've done over the last four games against Chris Paul to be able to get a win on Sunday night. Kevin Gray of uh, 105.3, the fan in Dallas, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio, talking all things uh, Dallas sports. All right, the uh, – Mavs have to win a game seven on the road to advance to the final four of the NBA. 
the Stars have to win a game seven on the road to make it to the next round, second round in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. This is a series that hasn't been completely dominated by home team. Unlike the basketball side, each team has won a road game so far between Dallas and Calgary. The Stars extended it with the 4-2 win the other night. Um, what has worked for them? What has been the one area where they've struggled in this series that they just can't have if they want a shot in Game 7? Well, what's worked for them is Jake Ottinger. He's been fantastic in this series for the Stars. Had another 36 days in Game 6 to be able to force the Game 7 in Calgary on Sunday night. And for the Stars, his play has really helped them. This is a grit and grind team who really likes to try and wear on you. You've seen a lot of physicality in this series. I feel like at times there's been more fights than goals actually scored between these two teams, the way they've gone at it through the first six games. But Jake Ottinger has been steady. He's been calm. His presence has been fantastic for the Stars. They'll need him to be big again in order to be able to win against Calgary. Conversely, they've struggled on the power play, just two of 22 in the power play in this series. They've got to find a way to be able to put pressure on Markstrom early and often in Game 7. Miro Haskinen got his first goal of these playoffs in Game 6. That top line with guys like Rupe Hintz and others have to be able to put pressure on Markstrom early and often in this game to give themselves a chance to win. But Jake Ottinger has been fantastic for the Stars throughout the course of this series for them. And Goudreau, uh, who is one of the leading scorers in the league, only has one goal so far in this series. So they've done a good job of neutralizing him as well. All right, mm-hmm. uh, jumping over to your football team. We just had the NFL draft rookie mini camps this year. Cowboys get done what they wanted to in this year's NFL draft? They feel like they did. It feels like this team wanted to turn the page in terms of a different disposition. They've drafted a lot of guys with, you know, some nastiness to them, some toughness to them, and that starts with number 24 overall pick, you know, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, a big physical guy who is projected to be their left guard going into the start of this upcoming season, and they've wanted to try and get a little bit tougher. You saw what happened to them in the playoffs against the San Francisco 49ers, a team that was extremely physical with them, punched them in the mouth. This Cowboys team wants to get more physical and more mentally tough, and they believe that the class that they brought in, whether it's Tyler Smith, Sam Williams out of Ole Miss is going to be part of that defensive end rotation for them, even as a rookie. Jalen Tolbert, the terrific wide receiver out of South Alabama. This team feels like they're turning the page, but it starts with that offensive line, and Tyler Smith is going to have to be a part of the present and the future for this Cowboys team to get back to what they believe they can be as one of the more dominant offensive lines in the NFL this year. You mentioned the kid Jalen Tolbert, who I liked a lot and think has a chance to be a real nice contributor as a rookie. Does he step into the starting lineup? Are they going to be using James Washington in the slot? They did lose one wide receiver. They traded one. They lost via free agency. Who are the top three wideouts on this team for Dak Prescott? For right now, it's going to be C.D. Lamb, James Washington, and when Michael Gallup is healthy, so it would be Lamb, Gallup, and Washington right now. Tolbert does have a chance to step in this year and be an immediate contributor because that wide receiver room is a little thin, and you're hoping C.D. Lamb takes the next step to become the number one wide receiver on this team after trading away Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. So they're needing a guy like Jalen Tolbert to step in to be able to pick things up right away to be an immediate contributor, especially with Michael Gallup projected to miss the first few games as he still recovers from that torn ACL. If Tolbert can come in and be able to be a contributor right away, this offense shouldn't miss too many beats when it comes to the connection 
between his receiving core and Dak Prescott, who's in going into year seven, needing to have another monster year for this team to stay where they want to offensively going into this upcoming season. We know the story about Randy Gregory close to resigning. They didn't get the exact language in the contract that he was looking for. That's why he ended up in Denver. Who's going to supply the pass rush that they're missing because of his leaving? It's going to be a rotation of guys. Dorrance Armstrong, who they like a lot. They brought in Dante Fowler Jr. formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, who knows Dan Quinn and vice versa very well. And then Sam Williams, who they drafted in the second round. Each of those guys will have an opportunity as this offseason and in the training camp to prove that they're the guy to replace Randy Gregory and the production needed to go alongside Demarcus Lawrence. So early on, you'll see a rotation of guys. One of those guys will need to step up take control of that job and really provide that kind of production that's expected from that right defensive end position. And if so, they'll be able to find a way to get home to the quarterback and they'll need to against some of the better quarterbacks that they'll face this year. When we're talking about guys like, you know, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, and others who they'll see Joe Burrow included in that, that defensive end group of those three guys will have to step up. One of those guys will need to win that job and be able to take the reins of it. Once the Cowboys lost that playoff game at home to San Francisco, the talk started about Mike McCarthy being on a hot seat. I think that's one of the things that Jerry takes unfair grief for, that he's an overreactive owner. No, he's an outspoken owner, but not overreactive. As a matter of fact, I think he's been (laughs) patient with his coaches. But last year, Sean Payton wasn't available to coach when the season ended, uh, and they decided to stick with Mike McCarthy. We know he will be available during this offseason. How hot is McCarthy's seat coming into the year? Uh, it's about as hot as the Texas sun these days. Because <laughs> with Mike McCarthy and what he has to do going into this upcoming season, it's no secret. You know, the, the expectation is to win a championship. And you mentioned the patience of Jerry Jones as an owner was patient maybe a little too long with a guy like Jason Garrett. This is a coach who's proven to win a championship in this league, will need to be able to get this team deep into the playoffs to remain head coach of this Dallas Cowboys team because you're right, Sean Payton is looming out there and the conversation, the clown hanging over Mike McCarthy every time he loses a game or something goes wrong. Well, what would Sean Payton do in that situation? What would he done differently? Well, those questions will remain there, but he has to focus on the task at hand, which is getting this Cowboys team back into the playoffs once again, just like they did last year, but going deeper to give him the confidence into Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones that he can remain the guy going forward coaching this Cowboys football team. All right. Last thing, a fan question. You mentioned the new Texas Rangers, because they did. They spent a lot of money in free agency during this offseason, upgrading their infield, adding Gray as a pitcher. They did jump headfirst into the free agent market. Hasn't paid dividends yet. I saw him win a couple of games against the Philly here in Philly uh, last week, but they're still below 500 and sitting in last in the National League West. What's the buzz with the baseball fan in Texas? Are they still okay with it because they're so aggressive during the offseason that they believe it's only a matter of time before this team improves, or are there some rumblings and grumblings? What the hell? We spent all this money and we're still in last place. <laughs> Well, there's, there's a vision in place, and I think for the, the Rangers fans who are watching this team and seeing this team grow before their eyes, there's a plan in place to continue to improve this team, bringing in Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. They've gotten off to slow starts, especially Marcus Simeon, who I think is pressing a little bit to try and prove you know, the big monster contract that he signed. We know last year he set the record for most home runs by a second baseman, has struggled out of the gates a little bit. By the time this season comes around, he will break out of that, but I think Rangers fans are encouraged 
about the planets in place. They drafted Jack Leiter, who they are clamoring for to come up to the major major leagues. But at the same time, he has plenty of time to develop in the minors to continue to grow and then be part of the future of this rotation. So Rangers fans are encouraged by what they see. They want to continue to see this team grow. But at the same time, you're right. The money that they spent hasn't had the returns yet, but they expect that to be as the season goes on. One of the better lineups in baseball, acquiring Mitch Garver and uh, one of the best hitting catchers in the game. They hope that that will eventually come to fruition in terms of this offense because they've got a really good lineup that can score a lot of runs against teams this season. All right, we'll finish it on this, Kev. If I tell you one of your two teams are winning tomorrow, Stars or Mavs, which one do you think most likely is it? I'm going to go with the Mavericks in this case. I believe the Mavericks have the best player in this series on their team, and Luka Doncic. He's proven time and time again when he's in these situations, when the the lights are the brightest and the stage is the biggest, that he's not scared of that moment. I don't think he'll be scared of that moment on Sunday night. And I think he will be in position to lead his team to a win. And I think he will have the best opportunity to do so, to get a Game 7 win between the Stars and the Mavericks. Luka Doncic is a money player when it's the, the, the clutch. And I think he'll be able to do that again on Sunday night against the Phoenix Suns. Since both games are on the road, we know he'll have remote control in hand going back and forth between both of them. <laughs> That's right. Kevin, good stuff. Appreciate you hopping on board with us tonight. Thanks for the Dallas update. Hey, Jody, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Enjoyed it. My pleasure. Kevin Gray from 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas, host and Mavs reporter here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Jody Mack coming back. Let's restoke those phones. You got the number 855-212-4227. Get on board with the Mac Man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.